to say Who wanted from the jump? We can't leak it exactly what you want Came here to say that you don't really want it with us yeah. We love you know We came here to say that you don't really want it with us yeah. The sports show Going on, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Your Sports Show, episode 129, and the three-year anniversary of the Your Sports Show. I am your host, the Big Baby, aka the Soul of R&B. And at the bottom of the pyramid today, we have the voice of a generation looking to hit big this weekend, Pete Rosado. Yo, you know, if I'm gonna, if we gonna sit on here and I'm gonna tell people, hey, this is what I think is gonna happen this weekend. In the NFL games, I might as well put my money, my money, not your money, but my money where my mouth is. And so that's what I'm doing this weekend for these NFL wildcard games. Yep, gotta gotta make that bread. And to the top right, we have joining us very shortly, the Queen 25K Tay. So um this week has been a little bit slow in sports. Outside of, of, of the stuff we're gonna talk about, has been too much to to, to kind of like like comment on. Uh, well, except for that uh, was... what's that? What's that dude used to be on the Lakers? Uh, used to throw hands on the Lakers. What Smush Parker? No, 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 no. no. Ron Artest? <laughs> no, recent. Jordan Clarkson. Who? Jordan Clarkson. Yeah, he apparently throwing hands again. He always throwing hands. Jordan Clarkson just like throwing hands. I, I I think that that is his thing. He just wants to throw hands with as much people as possible to let people understand that he he may or may not be about that life. I mean, if you're an NBA player, uh, I don't know if he still choose to be part of that life, but you know. I'm just telling you though, Ben Simmons scoring no points is gonna make me throw hands on him. Hmm. Ben Simmons, Benjamin. Uh, I mean, yeah, that that was that was weird. That was a weird game. <laughs> no points. Oh for three. I don't understand it. Only took three shots. That's a great yeah, like, and none of them were from, were from three. Which is which is cool. I, I'm cool with that. But he could have gotten to the basket. Ben Simmons is a lot more assertive when he wants to be, and you know zero points. You know, the nine rebounds is nice, and the 13 assists is even better. But if you add 10 points to that, the game don't look like how it looks like at the end. So, and you got Durant. Durant's out right now, so we need all the scoring we can get. Right. Durant's going to be out for about a, about a month. But we'll definitely get to, to, to some basketball a little bit later on in the show. But how was your week, Pete? Uh, long week, long week, you know, back, uh, back at the school, you know, now after Christmas break, kids are finally setting in, uh, mm-hmm. after, after the long break. So kind of like getting back on the grind. This is the, um, a lot of people don't realize that between January and April is really the grind for the school year. Um, you know, we have, and it's tough on the kids. It really is because you look at it as in January, you have obviously, you have MLK, you come off the Christmas break, you have MLK mm-hmm. day off. <clears throat> Some charter schools like mine, we do um, like internal testing. So that's a week of 
classes that the, the kids don't get. So that's a week, a week of just testing. Um, mm. Then the quarter ends in February. You have parent-teacher conference. So already quarter two is over. We go right into that February break. We come mm-hmm. back. All of March, we have no days off. And then mm-hmm. April, you hit Easter break. The third quarter's already over. By the time you come back from that, you've got both state exams. And before you blink, you're in the middle of May, and you're like, where's the year gone? Um, so it's really tough on, on our students, especially when you think about the last two years for a lot of our kids have been virtual. Like, they're, they're, not, they're not ready, unless you're a high schooler mm-hmm. or maybe like an eighth grader. Right. You're really not conditioned for the slog of the school year with what the last two to three years in education have been. Yeah, I, I think it's been it's been pretty crazy for for a lot of the kids, like you said, who were, I guess, conditioned for the last year and a half to be virtual, and 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 then getting back into the school and then getting back into the grind of school because yeah. Once January hits, that's when things start to, to, to ramp up. You do have a lot of, you know, downtime in between then, but once March hits, that's when they turn the kind of turn that corner into the end of the year. And uh, yeah, that's the worst part, the downtime, because mm-hmm. they don't realize how short. Like between September, I think the first quarter of the school year, when you mm-hmm. get your first report card is September till the middle of November. You have maybe a couple of days off here and there. So it feels pretty long. You feel like you have a lot of time. Right. Obviously, second quarter gets really truncated because you have that big Christmas break and then a couple mm-hmm. of days off of Thanksgiving. But when right. you really think about it because of how short February is and you get that nine days off for that one week off in February, everything moves very fast. Uh, and then the way that the calendar set up this year, April break, the Easter break actually happens the very beginning of April. I think it runs like April 1st through the 9th. Yeah. So by the time they come back, there's only like three more days till the quarter ends. I love how Queen has crab and foie gras and grape corn <laughs> and all of the high, high value stuff. The higher end stuff. You no, know, she out there with the Wagyu beef <laughs> and. You know, and, and the shaved golden truffles that are like a thousand dollars a shave. She said, um, um, she went to the farm. She said, uh, I want all of the cows. All of them. Right. I want all the cows. All the cows. She out here eating, she out here ate, eating tulip blossoms, like them fried. I'm not here. I have, you know, somebody got money if they're eating eggs right now. Right. <laughs> this is very true. Right. If you're eating eggs right now, I'm eating eggs. Yeah. Listen, I got. I, I just went to BJ's and bought a whole case of eggs. I was like, "Wait, what's the price? What? Yeah, what's going on with these chickens, man? What the hell going on with these damn chickens? Ridiculous! I'm like, you can I just get me some Purdue chickens and you know the, the real? But can someone explain to me how the dude from Purdue was still alive? I feel like he's been ninety. I feel like he's been ninety years old for like the last twenty years. He's still alive. Last he was in a commercial last time was I saw it, him. Was it the younger guy when we were younger, and then there was the older guy? Remember, there was like a younger guy and an older guy. It was two oh, commercials. Yeah, it was two. Well, commercials, maybe he's the younger guy. Mm. Maybe the first one passed, and then we didn't know, and then yeah, we didn't notice. Mm. Yeah, but you know, know, they told they people are touting the the success of the economy and stuff like that. And people are really fucking struggling out here. So right. <laughs> people are really fucking struggling. 
soon. Anyway. Queen, how was your week? (laughs) (laughs) All right. She over here munching on them $1,000 eggs. Hey, Pete was done. He was done. (laughs) My my week was all right. I mean, the weather was pretty nice. Yeah, up until today. Until today, yesterday. And apologies to everybody for eating. Um, Like I told uh, Dre and Peter, I went to the gym this morning, straight to the laundry, which, as you can see, I hate doing. And then laundry. I had literally just got back from doing laundry and came upstairs. Dedication. Like I, do fasted, I do fasted cardio mm. and uh, fasted HIIT exercises, high-intensity interval workout training. So okay. you, you about to just be intaking in everything right now. Wait, what? What? What am I giving? Hold on. What? Okay. Yo, Dre, can you explain something to me? Mm-hmm. How are the Trailblazers the favorite in tonight's game against the Mavericks? Because <laughs> um, because they've been winning. <laughs> so, so. There is no reason why the Trailblazers with nobody on their team but Dame Lillard. You do remember the Trailblazers for a good like little first two weeks of the season was like in first place where they only lost like two games and everybody else was over there struggling. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. Um, this week was uh, a bit of a rest week for me. I go back in actually tomorrow. Um, you know, when you have days off and you don't really do much, you kind of like, you know what? I kind of want to go back to work. <laughs> and that's been the, the feeling for the most part. Um, so I'll be going back to work doing a double tomorrow. <laughs> Who the hell feels like that? I do sometimes. <laughs> so <laughs> you got to get that checked out because that seems that sounds ass backwards. A little <laughs> bit, it's a little bit of ass backwards, but you know, I enjoy what I do, and I'm, I'm looking forward to to an opportunity to, to enjoy it more once I get back to work, especially right now because nobody's traveling, so this is easy money. So. Between Jan- between January and not really because February is, is Valentine's Day, people go away. Mm-hmm. Plus, New York kids have midwinter recess. Yeah, but these and those are spot those are spotty times. I'm, I'm about to spring break is going to get crazy. Yep. Yeah. But those are in spots like from September from the end of August to November was supposed to be our low season. The loads were were the highest has been since prior uh, before the pandemic during that time because everybody got a chance to travel again. So we didn't really get a, a downtime between between like we usually do. But now, post New Year's up until you know, and even those spotty holidays in between, it's still going to be a little bit lower. Those weeks where everybody's traveling, that's when it's going to be, you know, a little nasty. But we we can deal with that. Are you in? Uh, are you back at LGA? Are you still at, at JFK? I'm back at I'm back at LaGuardia. Oh, okay. Because I was about to say I was about to say you. Um, Kennedy, Kennedy's been wild still. So. Yeah, I just read that report today about somebody with the Santas. Yeah. I too was just fun. like, what? It's, it's way too much fun. Way too much fun over there for me. Oh. Just, I'm like, 
I don't travel out of JFK, man. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Like I can't. What you got against JFK? I like JFK. I can't I like handle. Traveling out of, I like traveling out of JFK though. Let I me cannot, I cannot yeah. handle the ratchetness and unprofessionalism of a lot of what? people work with JFK. Nah, 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 you fly, nah, nah, nah. You fly to LaGuardia? The only LaGuardia is so hood. Like, no, no offense. Anytime I've ever had flight issues with like attendance and stuff like that, it was always at LaGuardia. And take it from me, somebody who travels a lot, a lot. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, my only hang up with JFK is the terminals are so far. Like yep. when you get to terminal four and like say you have a flight in gate like 35 or 40, you are walking for 12 to 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> LaGuardia is not that bad. Their new terminal C is not that bad. Terminal but B isn't either. Yep. Yeah, terminal. Yeah, I just came in through terminal B this week and it really wasn't that bad. That's mm-hmm. the only drawback to JFK apart from LaGuardia. Now, LaGuardia has fancier food options, but mm-hmm. JFK has better variety of food. Oh, no, I think oh, everything you said is valid. I'm saying from my experiences, I've flown in and out of JFK three times. I've flown out of Newark twice, and I've flown out of LaGuardia uh, primarily for the rest of my trips. Um, mm-hmm. Every time I've flown out of J- in and out of JFK, there's either been um, gate agents yelling at people unprofessionally. I've had um, the TSA acting supremely unprofessional with myself and others. The only time I've ever lost luggage was at JFK. Um, and almost every time I go to JFK, there's always a delay uh, of at least an hour or more uh, whenever I've been there. LaGuardia. While it is by no means the greatest airport in the world, I've never had issues in and out of LaGuardia when it comes to uh, the people who work there or with any of the flights. So I'm just speaking on my own experience. Let me tell you, the worst airport I've ever been to in the United States of America is Dallas-Fort Worth. It's number one. And New Orleans Airport is a close second. Yep, MSY is, is, is bad too. Yes. So when you want to talk the lack of professionalism, lack of any time I've ever flown through Dallas Fort Worth has been an issue. Every it never fails. Even I like and, RDU. Raleigh's Raleigh's airport is very nice. Raleigh mm-hmm. is cool. I don't mind Raleigh. ATL is the best. Yeah. Cause they have that that mini museum through it yeah. there too. ATL is the best. LAX is eh, whatever. San Francisco is, is you're in between drive by and gangbang. Um, <laughs> I'm about to say every Republican's favorite phrase. I was in Reagan once. I like um, Reagan um, Reagan Airport. It's every Republican's favorite phrase. That's why they named that airport Reagan. They were like, I'm coming into Reagan. Oh my God, Pete, that was real. That was crazy. That was crazy. (laughs) Don't blame me. Blame Paul Mooney, the legend. He wrote that joke. Do you know that I went to a Paul Mooney show in 2011, and he kept us. He, I would say, the tickets were really expensive, Mm -hmm. but the show last. He went on and off about three hours. It was about time. I was like, you know what? It's time to wrap it up, old man. You know, 
Yeah, we were at Caroline's. Rest in peace to Caroline's mm-hmm. and rest in peace to Paul Mooney. Yeah. But damn, he went on and on and on and on. Granted, he was funny. Funny as hell. But it was like, all right, at one point in time, I'm like, mm, I'm ready to go. Caroline's made, they would make buku money when Mooney would come in. I heard when uh, when Seinfeld would come in, when certain people would come in because they would do longer sets. They were known to ramble and do longer sets, but people would like, they'd be so funny that people wouldn't notice. But Caroline's would rack up on drink orders and food orders because people were just sitting there. Just sitting there. But Mooney was a genius. Mooney was a genius. You know you a bad dude when you the one writing for other bad comedians. Right. You got to make your money. And then got to make your money. Shouts to, uh, like I said, rest in peace, Paul Mooney. He, he came up with a lot of good material that a lot of people don't even know that he wrote. So He wrote a lot of Richard Pryor's early shows. Yeah. You know, so for everybody saying, oh, Richard Pryor, one of the best. Richard Pryor is funny all by himself. Don't get me wrong. One of the best comedians ever. But a lot of his early successes is, is needs to be attributed to the incredible writing uh, of Paul Moon. Right. Absolutely. All right, guys. Let's waste no time. Uh, let's get into pick five. Uh, let's get into it. One, two, three, four, five. So, Pete, Pete, what's the scenario for uh, pick five? The uh, only thing I know is that um, BK Matt hit, hit 500. Yes, BK Matt did hit 500 to end the year, so congratulations to Matt. <laughs> he went three and two in the final week, finishes the year at 35 and 35. So that championship hangover for Matt finishing in last place. Uh, so the three of us going into the playoffs, uh, Dre – Bringing up the rear of the pack, forty-three and thirty-two after a three-and-two week yourself. Um, that uh, Green Bay and Giants lost. The only one to pick the Commanders. Only one. Yeah, the Cowboys. Um, Cowboy. Hey and I both went four and one. Um, our only loss coming in that Cowboys game. <laughs> Uh, so I am uh, ahead of Tay by only three games and only a three game lead. The playoffs could change everything. Uh, and this is what I was scared of in the beginning of the year. This is why I wanted to run up my lead because this is where things get scary with Tay. Tay, <laughs> one or two games behind, bless you, Dre. Thank and you. Uh, she just going to sneak up and, and, and take the throne out from under you. So this is what exactly what I was scared of with being this close to Tay come playoff time. We have to admit that I am the Tom Brady, David Ruffin, the Bobby Brown, the who else is a leader? David Ruffin. Yo, David Ruffin references. I swear, I'm the Gladys Knight. Oh Lord! Oh God! Gladys Knight in the pit. (laughs) Don't nobody even know the name of the pips. Exactly. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. Just call them the pips. Yeah. We are the pips. So uh, are you are you, are you the Di- uh, what was it, Diana Ross or the Supremes, right? Yeah, but I knew the Supremes. You know what I'm saying? 
But um, pick five was something I did not want to do this season at all. Because of all the controversies and everything, I didn't want to do it. Because there was a time where someone, they're not here to defend themselves, so I'm not going to say their names, accused me of piggybacking off of y'all to win. And I'm showing you guys now in my third season that if I'm not first, I'm right behind first. So please let that be known. And it wasn't, if it was because like, and every time I fell behind, it was because I picked them bitch ass cowboys. <laughs> every single time. I had a gut feeling that the commanders were going to mop them up. I had a gut feeling, but I didn't have enough time to change my pick. But I start this to say, fuck the Cowboys. I hope Tom Brady destroys them on Monday. I hope that the Buccaneers shut them completely out because of all the pain they've caused me this season. Now, I thought because I wanted to be nice, Dak Prescott, I always want to give him a little bit of a, you know, a little nod. You know what I'm saying? But the gloves come off. Fuck the Cowboys. My Giants might lose tomorrow or whenever the hell they play. But I am grateful for a great season. Our coach is amazing. Daniel Jones, there's so many, so much chatter that goes on about Daniel Jones. And he has stepped up. Stepped up. He is our quarterback, and I hope we stick with him. And with that being said, let's go into it. All right, all right, all right. So this week is wild card weekend, so we do have more than five picks this week. Um, this will actually make or break the season for probably just me. <laughs> so, but for I think you because guys... Pete is not on the screen, his mm-hmm. picks should not count. I'm right here. I was doing like you. I'm over here eating. I'm, I'm doing like you. I have something on the side, so you I didn't want to do. do so his account was 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 in Bora Bora again. Yeah, <laughs> or the Philippines or wherever the he at now. This is why we beat them. Oh God! <laughs> All right. First game: Seahawks versus 49ers. I'm going well, with the 49ers. I've got money, real money, on the 49ers to win this game. I picked the 49ers on the money line. I've also picked the under in this game, 42 and a half, real money on this game. So I'm sticking with that. I'm sticking with the San Francisco 49ers. I, too, will be picking the 49ers because even though Geno Smith has shown um, himself to be a capable quarterback, we haven't seen him play in in the playoffs. But that 49ers team is built to win. This is what they got Christian McCaffrey for. This game is supposed to be in the rain. Uh, and this is what they got McCaffrey for. The big question that San Francisco has right now mm-hmm. is whether or not Brock Purdy can deliver in the playoffs. You know, if, if, if by some reason they end up behind, can Purdy um, do for them what, you know, a Garoppolo would have done? You know, so that that's the big question that San Francisco has. But 
They have too many weapons, in my opinion. It's been nice for Seattle. Listen, it's been nice. At least Pete Carroll gets to say, oh, what? I, I, I still won without Russell. Won what, though? He got to, it, it, Pete Carroll will get to tell the story that he got to the playoffs when nobody thought the Seahawks were going to be anything without Russell Wilson because that was the story. Nobody put any faith in the Seahawks this year because Russell had left. And everybody said it was I definitely Russ. was like, oh, it's Geno. Right. Ooh. right. And, and, <laughs> and Carroll and Geno Smith and them with basically just Pete Carroll game planning and Geno Smith, that quarterback, nothing else. They, they, they made their way to the playoffs. You know, and so you know the way that's going to be spun. Oh, look, Carroll was able to do it with, and it's already being spun this year. Oh, look at Russ in Denver without Pete Carroll to help back him up on the sidelines. Look how bad he's doing. But look, Carroll was able to still win and make the playoffs without Russ. I'm about to blow that whole shit up. First of all, outside of the NFC East and the San Francisco 49ers, the NFC has been kind of whack. It's true. Oh, and and the Vikings. Well, yeah, and the Vikings. Okay, but when you when you look at the landscape, right? You had teams like the freaking Buccaneers barely got in because they got in because their division was trash. Their division was trash. You get what I'm saying? You had hurry up. Okay, you had the NFC East was almost all on the verge of making the playoffs if the commanders had not shit the bed towards the end of the season. The Rams regressed and then Stafford. The Rams look crazy. You get what I'm saying? The Packers looked atrocious. The Lions look good sometimes. The Lions look better than the Lions have looked in years. So I'll give the Lions that. And to be honest with you, when you put the Lions and the Seahawks together, like when I look at the Lions and I look at the Seahawks, one or two pieces or one or two lucky games separated those two from each other. Because I could have very easily seen the Lions make the playoffs. Did you see what they did to the Packers last week? Shout out for them being, uh, being stoppers. Because I said this at the beginning of the season, they're going to be teams that's going to be there just to make sure someone does not get in the playoffs. And the Lions fulfilled that prophecy. Do you Did you hear what the coach said? He said, I didn't even check the score yet because they had they were just eliminated from the playoff contention right before their game. There was another yeah. – I forgot the other game, right? Um, I have a lot on my mind. During halftime, he was interviewed. And he said, I don't care that we're, he said, I care that we're not making it. But our goal here is to make sure they don't make it. And guess what they did? That's gangster. That's gangster. Yeah. Yeah. Legit. And the AFC, the AFC to me has been head and shoulders more competitive because you really don't know out of the Bengals, the Chiefs, or the Bills, who's going to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. It could very easily be one of those three teams. On the NFC side, if it ain't the 49ers, it's the Eagles. Something's wrong. Uh, no. It's one of them, too, because that's no. that's where the NFC Championships game is going to nope. be. It's going to be Philly versus the Niners. I doubt it. I doubt it. There's I an think- upset coming. 
I can very well see the Vikings upsetting the Eagles. I don't see the Vikings. I see the. I have the Vikings losing today to the Giants. I have the Giants beating the Vikings today. I put money on the on the Giants and the three points. I got the Giants beating the Vikings today. Is it well, that's today? this weekend. Yeah. Okay. Um. I don't think this is upset weekend, but I I do agree with Tate. There is an upset coming. There's an I upset just, coming. But I don't know. I don't think it's this weekend. I think the people who are supposed to win will win. Like, like the Cowboys are going to lose, right? We know that because the Cowboys. I'd be surprised. I'd be surprised if they pull out the win against the Buccaneers. I really, I really would be shocked. You okay, I didn't put money on that game. I can't touch that game. It's don't touch that. Game. I wouldn't touch that game with a ten foot pole. But let me tell you something. Let me tell you something here. And I and I know I've been a big Eagles detractor all season, right? And I say this to say this, right? The Eagles had a very easy schedule this whole season, so we really can't we really can't determine at this point in the season, at this point in the playoffs how legit they are as a Super Bowl contender. Now, when I see the 49ers, I see a Super Bowl contender. When I see the Eagles, I see somebody, I see a team that's really good. And I hate that I'm like, oh, well, they was trash. It was me just trash talking. They're a good team, right? But like Vaughn says below, the road to the NFC goes through San Francisco. Now, if they don't make it to the Super Bowl, this will be a disappointing season for them. And we tend to forget that they were in the Super Bowl three years, just three years ago. And they were yep. also in the Super Bowl. Um, a couple years before that. A couple years before that. I believe. What? It was a lot. I think it was a lapse in between times. They were you know, in the lapse in between but... times because of all the, you know, the Colin Kaepernick yeah. uh, transition, right? Mm-hmm. Now, on the AFC, their head and shoulders more competitive. But the Bills, the Bengals, and the Chiefs. The Chiefs have been really quiet this year. Mm-hmm. You're not hearing a lot of chatter. You're not hearing a lot of attention about the team, which makes me feel like they might take it. Well, you have – so right now you will have the – might. You will have the lowest seed remaining after this weekend playing the Eagles. And if you're saying that the Cowboys beat the Bucks, baby, then it'll be Cowboys-Eagles unless the Giants win. If the Giants beat the Vikings, then unless the Seahawks beat the 49ers, it's Giants-Eagles in the second round. So me and Tay were going – we are talking about this earlier in the week. Um, Tay – feels that the Giants are that would be the upset special. The not even the upset special because the Giants almost beat them twice both times this year. Me on on the other hand, I'm like, I'm not sure about it. Tay, what makes you think that the Giants would be the team to knock off the Eagles? Because look at that last week's game that they played, right? Mm-hmm. They barely beat our secondary. You had no Daniel Jones, you had no Saquon Barkley. You had no, you had none of our core playing. And I think they won by like what? Uh, they won by a touchdown. By a touchdown? 
Yep, they won by a touchdown because the Eagle um they scored a touchdown late and they uh, the onside kick was recovered by the Eagles because if the yeah, Giants they won by six, the they won by six points mm-hmm. against our secondary. You get what I'm saying? So it's just like that's not impressive to me. They should have with Jalen Hurts on that field. They should have ransacked the Giants last week. They should have. Period. It, no, you're not wrong. I agree. They should have beat the tar shit out the Giants. Look at their I, schedule. Look, look, look at look at their schedule this year. Mm-hmm. They beat Detroit. Didn't make the playoffs. They beat the Vikings. They they beat the Commanders, who didn't make the playoffs. They beat the Jacksonville Jaguars, who was at who was spiraling when they when they were um facing them. They mm-hmm. beat the Cardinals. They beat the Cowboys. They beat the Steelers. They beat the Texans. They lost against the Commanders. They beat the Colts. They beat Green Bay. They beat the Titans. They beat the Giants. They beat the Chicago. They beat Dallas, New Orleans, and then the Giants. Out of, all, out of all those wins, one, two, three of those teams are in the playoffs. Okay, so that's what I'm saying. That that when I say look at the bigger picture, mm-hmm. that's the bigger picture that I'm trying to show you guys. Yeah, I mean, I mean, listen, you know, you have considerable questions yeah. about both the Eagles. You have considerable questions about the Vikings. The Vikings are eleven and zero, eleven and zero in one possess in in one possession game. 11 and 0 this year in one possession game. Their oh, their point differential was minus I think it was was it minus 3 this year? Hold on. I'll tell you right now cuz their point differential was so low for that just for means them. A, a lot of t- all that means for the Vikings is that they know how to to finish games. Yeah, the problem point differential of negative 3. Negative three. They were outscored over the course of this entire year mm-hmm. by three points. Now, granted, you have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the playoffs who were, have a point differential of minus 45. Right. You know, which is just ridiculous. And the Miami Dolphins who were in the playoffs with a point differential of minus two. But when you think about it, you know, the Vikings like were 11 and 0 in one score games mm-hmm. so it's either they're in a close game and they win or they lose right. right and and that like i said that's why i have the giants because what you see is especially teams that play each other late in the season the team that loses is usually the team that makes the better adjustments going into that second matchup and i think the giants having a fully healthy daniel jones and as healthy as you can get saquon coming into this week you're getting back a couple of key pieces on defense. I think the Giants are going to try to ride that wave and 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 steal this game from from the Vikings. And so I think at the end of the day, it's going to be Giants Eagles. It's going to be unless the Seahawks pull off a miracle. I think it's going to be Giants Eagles and Cowboys 49ers in the second round. Cuz God forbid the Buccaneers actually beat the Cowboys and it's going to be the Cow- the Buccaneers versus the Niners. Don't let right. don't don't let Brady don't let Brady get past his first round. 
Because now you make now now the possibilities are, are so endless. No, there's no way Brady beating the 49ers. There's you no remember, way Brady listen, listen, look, listen, Jay, you doing it again. You doing it again. After Real. everything Tay just said, after everything Tay just <laughs> said, there is no way she can disagree with the fact that if it's Tom Brady and the shitty ass Tampa Bay Buccaneers <laughs> team versus the San Francisco 49ers. That Brady stands a chance. <laughs> no. Believe another, Tom Brady. Another interesting thing I want to note too: the uh-huh. Vikings have only beat two playoff teams. Yeah. This season, Eagles beat three. Vikings beat two, and one of them was the team they're playing in this first round, the Giants. And then that, let me tell you something, the Giants lost that game more than the damn Vikings won that game. And the same with the loss with the Seahawks and the Giants. The I I always go back to that Seahawks game with the Giants because I'm like, if you just made smarter plays down the field, if you you took more time off the clock, you would have won that. Oh, no, Ty was the commanders. Yeah, Ty was the commanders. No, I was talking about no when they made the and when they when they had three interceptions or two fumbles and one interception yep. during the Eagles game. Not the Eagles, the um Seahawks, the, the Seahawks game. Yeah. I know but I, I, agree, I agree with Tay about the AFC. Oh no, he was at, he was asking about the tie. The game the game was the tie. I forgot that was the, the that was the commanders. But you know the the, the AFC is going to be fun, even though I think we're going to see two blowouts in the first round. Well, we're gonna get to one of the. We're talking about the first round. We have the next game is the Chargers and and the Jaguars. Uh, Pete, you've been so high on the Chargers ever since they got Justin Herbert. Um, um, Lawrence has been playing pretty well this season, though, for the Jags. So um, I'm gonna start with you. Who do you got with this one? It's a tough game. It's such a tough game. I didn't even put money on this game. Um, you know, because it's it's very tough. Jacksonville nine and eight, but the prevailing story around the league is they won the division only because Tennessee lost the division. Right? Jacksonville won on a seven a five game winning streak at the end of the year. Tennessee on a seven game losing streak at the end of the year. So many people say Jacksonville just kind of slid into that place because Tennessee dropped seven in a row. The Chargers lost their last game, and they've kind of been middle of the road all year. They only have uh-huh. a plus seven point differential. Jacksonville, on the other hand, a plus 54 point differential. Um, Chargers five and three at home, five and four on the road, uh, mm-hmm. seven and five in their own conference. Jacksonville is a little bit better at eight and four. Um, I'm going to pick the Chargers because I, I, I think they have a better team. Right. Uh, Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, Justin Herbert. At least Herbert has been there before. Lawrence has mm-hmm. not. Um, my biggest concern with the Chargers is I'm not a big Brandon Staley head coach fan. I'm not a fan of their head coach. I'm not a fan of the decisions that he makes. And obviously he, he makes top five worst decisions in the league. Right? Yeah. And, and Mike Williams not playing in this game kind of bothers me. I mean, we still do have Keenan Allen in this game right. and Eckler, but mm-hmm. um, this is a game that I could legitimately see going anyway. Cause Jacksonville has been probably one of the best stories in the league. And me and Tay were talking about this in our chat. Honestly, I think Mike Tomlin has to get serious consideration for coach of the year because the freaking Pittsburgh Steelers 
finished with a winning record this year. I didn't think that was going to be possible. I thought this was going to be the year that Tomlin did not have a winning record. And for those of you uninformed, Tomlin has never had a losing record at all in any season that he's coached in the NFL, which is incredible. Um, But I honestly think the other two coaches that have to be up for coach of the year are Brian Dable of the Giants and Doug Peterson with what he's done with the Jacksonville Jaguars. 100%. Yep. Those are your top three for coach of the year. I'm sorry. If those are not the top three vote getters for coach of the year, somebody's voting wrong because it's got to be Jacksonville. It's got to be the Giants and it's got to be Mike Tomlin simply for what he did with that Steelers team. And we can't forget that Doug Peterson was written off after the Eagles job. So um, for him to turn around the Jacksonville Jaguar team that was in turmoil because of everything that went on prior to them um, with um, Urban Meyer and everything like that, I would think that um, he would definitely be in the lead for it. Listen, I was one of the people who on this very show said Trevor Lawrence was probably a bust after what we saw last year with Urban Meyer. And and then you see what he's done this year on the Doug Peterson. It's like, you know, he literally making you eat your words. But you know what's funny about Peterson and Tay, Tay and I and Matt have had a lot of conversations this year on this show about how, you know, who do you give more credit to, the coach or the quarterback? Especially when we've been talking about Russell Wilson, Pete Carroll, things like that, right? Can we get? Well, can we say this is the one definitive place where the coach, Doug Peterson, has to get all of the credit? Because both of the quarterbacks, both of the quarterbacks in Philadelphia, Carson Wentz and Nick Foles, are both trash. Without Doug Peterson. They have both been trash. I forgot Carson Wentz was still in the league. Yeah. Yeah, I did too. He's still getting paid. Listen, Carson Wentz. Is he with no, the Colts? Yeah, he's with the Colts, right? And, 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 and getting destroyed. And getting destroyed. Listen. And no, Matt Ryan was the was the quarterback for the Colts that week that they blew the that they blew the biggest lead and yeah, I I loved it, I loved it because Matt was like, yeah, bro, bro, did a good job. I'm like, Matt, they're gonna come back, and sure enough, right back. But um, I'm gonna go with the Jaguars. Oh, Wednesday's with Washington. Wentz is with Washington, yeah, and then Foles is with somebody. I forget where Nick Foles was. Nick Foles? I forgot all about Nick Foles, too. (laughs) (laughs) I'm on with the Jaguars. This might be my make-or-break game, but Colts. I'm going to go with the Jaguars. Colts. Foles started the last game of the year. Oops. So where's Wentz? Wentz is with the Commanders. Yeah, and then he he sat. He was sat for, for Heineke. Like, ah, yeah, yeah, I remember. Yo, I think this may be the only time where this will be Tay's answer. But if Tay had to choose a starting quarterback between Nick Foles, Carson Wentz, and Joe Flacco, I think this may be the only time she chooses Joe Flacco. I'm still going with Nick Foles. Wait, what? <laughs> still going with me. I saw that Joe Flacco's ass started for the Jets their last game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where we only scored six points. Oh, yeah, I should have started for them. <laughs> I'd have had a better chance. We should. I mean, Miami only scored I'm now. sorry. I don't understand how Joe Flacco still has a – you know what? Let me, let me not choose violence today. <laughs> <laughs> 
You know, let me, let me, let me not know, do it. You know, Jim Ursay every single week. Did is he marry his daughter or something? Because I really want to know, like, why does Joe Flacco, every time somebody goes down for the Jets, next thing I know, Joe Flacco ass is, 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 is their third string. Like, he always stretching to get ready. Yeah. Always, he always like, oh, yeah. every, yeah. every okay, you weren't were here for you weren't here for there was a there was a reporter after I think it was before before the game in week 18 who asked Joe Flacco, how do you mm-hmm. feel about starting what might be your final game in the NFL? What he said. And he said, oh, Well, I never said this is um, I'm done after this year. You All know, right, what, fuck that. I'm choosing violence. All right. So how Joe Flacco got a job in the NFL still and Colin Kaepernick don't? I'm just saying. I mean, it's fact. It's fact. I don't know how Carson Wentz still has a job in the NFL, baby. I don't, I don't know how so many people still be having. I, I don't get it. Listen, I don't I'm, get it. I think Jim Ursay of the Indianapolis Colts every week is sitting in front of Andrew Luck's door just saying, please come back. But to do what, though? <laughs> Luck ain't do shit with the Colts either. Luck was starting to look really, really good. Yeah, after five or six years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Colts ain't do it. Not a. The Colts ain't been in the conversation since Peyton Manning. And no, since Andrew Luck retired uh, abruptly. But nobody, no, even before that, nobody was no, nobody was scared about no damn um. Nobody was scared about no damn Colts. Yeah, nobody was scared of the Colts. Nobody was scared of the Colts. <laughs> they were scared of they running back. I think but not the, the last time people cared about the Colts was the year that they played in the Super Bowl. And Prince performed Purple Rain, and it was Purple Rain. It was actually raining. Purple. That was the last time I think I cared about the Colts. <laughs> to be fair. Oh, man. Let's see here. The Colts went. So, you know where they didn't go? They didn't go to the Super Bowl. No, they went 11-5 and five when, in his first, in, in, in Luck's first year. Lost the Wild to the Ravens. Okay. Uh, then they went eleven and five the next year. When they the lost to who? They lost to the Patriots in the divisional round. Okay, that's still okay. Uh, then they went to the conference championship game in his third year. Went eleven and five for the third year in a row. Lost mm-hmm. to the Patriots in the conference title game. Feeling very Aaron Rodgers ish. Yeah. Uh, then they mm-hmm. went eight and eight in his fourth year. Didn't make the playoffs. Feeling eight, kind eight. of like a Rod. Yeah, it was it was he went so they went eleven and five for three seasons, then they went eight and eight for two seasons, missed the playoffs. Can we just say that I didn't give enough smoke to Aaron Rodgers and the Packers for not making the playoffs this year? Like No, because you said you know what you said? You said you was gonna leave Aaron Rodgers alone this year. We all made a concerted we all made a concerted effort. And I did not talk about Aaron Rodgers. But you know what? He 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 immunized his ass. Right out the playoffs. Bye, Aaron. You and Father Time have a good old chat over there on the side. I think it's time for you to go home. Go home then, to glory. And then the Colts you know, made the playoffs. It's your, time. it's your time. I'm coming up <laughs> on the rough side of the mountain. Oh, my God. I'm trying my best <laughs> to make it in. Where is this at? 4756. Okay. Yeah, so in Andrew Luck, <laughs> Andrew Luck played for the Colts between 2012 and 2018. Father time. We talk about Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck ain't gonna play no more. 
Mm-hmm. And he ain't do a goddamn thing. I ain't seen the Colts in the Super Bowl since Prince was alive. <laughs> I'm oh, coming man. up. You know who else hasn't been in the Super Bowl in a long time? Aaron Rodgers. Giants? The Packers. Well, <laughs> wait a minute. That's not coming from a Jets fan. I don't I mean, think you... That's I, that's not, that's not, whoa, what, what was that, Peter? Excuse me? team didn't even make the playoffs. I'm fine with that. You shouldn't be. Yep. That's the problem. I'm y'all fine with that. Y'all team has been into the Super Bowl since before all of us was born. I saw Joe Namath in the Super Bowl. I was alive. On TV. <laughs> the last time I saw Joe Namath on TV, he was sexually harassing that, that woman when oh he was God. drunk. <laughs> you don't remember that? Yeah, Joe Namath has to ride You know when I see him on TV on News 12 when he be in them AARP commercials because he's accepted that Father Time. There's no nobody can hide from Father Time. Tay, Joe Namath might need your help with the rehab thing because he needs it. I mean, I haven't. He's on AARP. I mean, if Medicaid can't help you, bro, I can't. <laughs> Medicare. 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 I can never tell the difference. Meditate okay. Medicare is for people who have accepted Father Time as their Lord and Savior. <laughs> oh God. Let's get through the rest of these games. No, because I really want to I really want to know like where was all that when everybody was talking about how the Packers was gonna make it into the playoffs, and I was the only one who said no. I said the Packers weren't making the playoffs this year in the very beginning of the season. I don't care about the damn Packers. Y'all know this. I care less. I'm coming up <laughs> on the rough side. Does he retire? No. I bet no. you don't. No. He's but getting he paid. Don't. He's getting paid. But he, he'll he get paid regardless if he is retired to that. Do you know I realize that Aaron Rodgers is younger than me? Yeah, he's 39. Oh, he's older than me then. Yeah, he's not younger than you. He's 39. How you know that? I was confused. Could you tell us your age? You told us your age. Yeah. I've never told you my age. Yes, you have. Aaron no. Rodgers yes, is not a free agent. Hold <laughs> on. Aaron Rodgers is not you a also said it on the show. Until I've never said it on the show. He is not a free agent until 20, 2027. Right? He should be able to retire by then. He has hold on. His contract this past year was for only um a base salary. Of 1.15 million, but he had a prorated bonus of 27 million dollars. Jesus Christ! But you know what's killing me about this stuff? You know what's really killing me about this stuff? The fact that everyone always finds an excuse. He didn't have help. He didn't have this. Well, because Devontae Adams went to the Raiders because they had no money left because they gave him all the goddamn money. That's the only excuse. Now, granted, see, he, well, see who this, is that? this is where people don't understand NFL contracts. So people who may be watching us right now, listening to us on next week, maybe looking up Aaron Rodgers' contract, like, but what you mean, Pete? He only making $1.1 next year and $2.2 the next year after that. Yeah, you're right. But here's the problem, right? The way that the NFL cap system works is the bonus money and the non-guaranteed money is still rolled into the overall cap hit that he counts against the cap. So this year, his base salary was only $1.15 million, But he counted $28.5 million against the cap because his bonus money was $27.3. Next year, 
his bonus money is almost $30.5 million. So next year, he has a cap hit of 31.6. Get this. The worst part is in 2025, when he's 42 years old, he will get $15.8 million in guarantee, sorry, in base salary. No guaranteed money. But his bonus money is $22.7 million. He gets a $5 million roster bonus and $15,000, $15,600,000 in other bonus money. He will count $60 million against the cap. Ooh. But he is 42 years old. The Packers have hamstrung themselves to not be able to really get any major players around Aaron Rodgers unless Rodgers himself restructures his contract. He's too greedy for that. He's not gonna he's not going to. But um Tay picked the Jags. Pete, are you picking the Chargers? He I'm picked the Chargers. Chargers in that game, yeah. Okay. Good. I mean This is the first okay, this is the first of the face off right here. <laughs> I listen, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna roll with my Chargers, but you know, I would not I would not be surprised to see the Char- the Jags pick up the uh, the upset. I will pick the Chargers as well. I don't trust the Jaguars to to do what they need to do this game. Um, I don't trust the Chargers coach, but I think I think the Chargers have enough firepower to to beat the Jaguars this week. Um, Dolphins versus Bills. Um, picking the Bills sure, in a blowout. I think I think we're all picking the Bills for this one. Uh, yeah, Tua's not playing. They've got their backup quarterback playing. They could barely score nine points against the Jets last week with their backup right. quarterback playing. Yeah, I'm taking, no, I'm taking I, think, I think the Bills, honestly, are going to ride. I, I'm going to tell you right now, looking at the brackets right now, the Bills win this game, um, which means the lowest seed that will probably be remaining will be the Chargers. It means the Chargers will play the Chiefs, and it'll be a rematch between the Bills and the Bengals, in my opinion. I think the Bills are going to ride this wave all the way to the AFC Championship game and probably to the Super Bowl. I'm telling you right now, whoever wins Cincinnati versus Buffalo in the next round is my pick to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. Because I think either one of them beat the Chiefs. The Chiefs are looking scary, guys. Mm-hmm. They better be. They were built to look scary. But they're quiet scary, though. Like like we like Tay was saying earlier, they are they're real hushed, but they've been beating it, beating the shit out of teams. 14 so. and 3. 14 and 3. And I think they have the best second best. No, not even. They have the third best point differential. Not whoa, sorry. No, they have the fourth best. San Francisco actually has the best point differential in the league at plus 173. Um, and then the Bills at plus 169, then the Eagles, and then the Chiefs. Can I also say that the Bills didn't look as impressive to me this year as they've looked in the past? No, and I think it was Josh Allen's injury. I think it was yeah. Josh Allen's injury. Um, they didn't do well. And then what's her name got injured on the defense, too? They they right. lost um What's his name? Von Miller on, on defense, too. Right. And then with Hamlin going down, I honestly mm-hmm. think the Hamlin injury and uh, and, and, and and mortality scare um, is is the wave that the Bills are going to ride to the Super Bowl. 
They were, let me tell you something. They were, they've been my pick to go to the Super Bowl for the past, like, since we've done this show, three years, right? Well, I'm going to call this. Sorry, you can go ahead. I'll do it after you finish. So if they don't make it to the Super Bowl, after all that, you know what I'm saying? Like, it'll be so disappointing. Like, I want it for them. Like, I, I really, really do. Like, I really want it for them. But it's like, at one point, you know, there are other teams that are looking just as good. I mean, look at freaking the Bengals last year, man. The Bengals were the right, the wrong team at the right time. And they are a team that gets, I'm seeing that gets really scary during the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say this right now, live on and the Shout show. out to DeMar Hamlin, man, who made it home. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, don't let him be. Don't let him be on the sidelines. For oh the no! Game, bro. That's what I was going to say. Yo, yo, yo! yo. Allen's arm is going to be on no, no, fire. This, this is what coming. I'm about to. This is what I was about to say. Mm-hmm. Unless it is Demar Hamlin's own individual choice, I swear to God, the NFL better not. Try to bring him around. Like if the Bills make the Super Bowl, I can already see it. The NFL saying Demar Hamlin's gonna be there for the Bills, unless Demar Hamlin himself is the sole reason why he wants to be there. The NFL better not play no pity they game. Not, they better not do it. They better do it. They gonna do it though. Um, do it. But funny story. A funny story, and I, and I know we haven't had a lot of these to say about Demar Hamlin. Uh, apparently there was a, a prominent cardiologist that was having a conversation with someone and they brought up the fact that DeMar Hamlin survived and things like that. And the cardiologist looked at them and said, I can almost guarantee you he'll come back to play football. And when he come back. <laughs> and it's just like, because apparently according to all tests, thank God, According to all tests, they found no cardiovascular problems. There was no uh, pre-medical issues. Apparently, he just got hit in the wrong spot at the wrong time. Like, literally, it was a one in a billion situation. Um, So, he is completely healthy. And so, there was a cardiologist that was like, I fully expect him to try to come back and play football. I'm I'm, I'm just being honest. I wouldn't take that damn chance. If I was his mama, I wouldn't let him go back. I need I, I need to I need him to sit for like two years. Yeah. Sit for like two years and think about everything before you make that decision to come back. And big don't ups sit, to the Bills. Big mm-hmm. ups to the Bills for paying out the remainder of his contract because with him yeah. being on injured reserve, with him so the rules in the NFL, Queen, are when a player's put oh, on, no, 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 you're not about to mansplain no rules to me. I don't know if you knew what it was. You're, about to, you're not about to do it. So a big ups to the Bills for big ups to the Bills. That's what they, that's the least they could do. Are you well, a human out of humanity? Yes, it is that's a human thing to do. Businessmen ain't gonna do the, the most problem. humane thing all the time. <laughs> they're not big up nothing. That's what he's supposed to. That's what they're supposed to do. Okay. Well, yeah, but you know all businessmen okay. don't do what they're supposed to do. Yeah, but you know what? Then you know what? Then y'all don't be boohooing on the sidelines if y'all know that this man gonna be paying his own medical bills. Don't do it. Don't be boohooing. Oh, well, not paying his medical bills, but they pick they they pick yeah, up well, the remainder of the saying, salary. Um, yeah, yeah, that's what they're supposed to do. That's the least they could have done. That was a guarantee. He wasn't costing them no. He wasn't costing them no crazy money anyway. And if they wasn't going to do it, his teammates should band together and make sure that they do it. 
Right. Period. Mm-hmm. So we're all going with the Bills for this game, right? Oh, yeah. Blowout. I think this is one of the biggest spreads I've seen in a first-round game. I think the Bills are favored by 13 and a half points. Jesus Christ. And, um, I, and I took that bet. I took them at 13 and a half. So they better Giant, than Yeah. Giants versus Vikings. I'm going with the Vikings. I am riding with the Giants. I am riding with the Giants on this. I have money on the Giants, and I'm going to ride publicly for it. I'm going with the Vikings as well. This, again, this may be upset special, but I'm. it, it might not even be an upset if the giant, Giants win. If we go back into the comments uh, from earlier, Vaughn did say uh, – the Vikings are fool's gold, and Tay even went back to 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 into it and saw the Vikings only beat two playoff teams this year. Um, they are eleven and zero in games decided by by um, you know one possession, like Vita has also stated. But if this team is supposed to be as high powered as they're supposed to be, they shouldn't be in those positions to be to be eleven and zero in the one. They are game. fool's gold. Mm-hmm. But I'm not willing to bet. <laughs> on the Listen, they, they do some magical stuff in the first round, so <laughs> I'm let them get out their first round and bet against them next. <laughs> the but you want to be round. honest with you, I want the Giants to fuck them up t- tomorrow. Tomorrow. And you know the thing is, it'll be a. I will be on a plane, so I won't be able to see the game. I feel like when I watch the Giants games, I am not their good luck charm. So hopefully, me betting again every time I bet against the Giants, they've won. So we shall see. Jesus, <laughs> I'm I'm hoping I'm wrong. I would I wouldn't mind losing pick five for the Giants. What if the Giants? Listen, talking crazy, but if the Giants make that that that. That what is it? What year did they win in um all the away games in the playoffs? All the wild card, yeah, went from the wild cards to the Super Bowl, two thousand. And listen again, if they win this game, if to be fair, that team that team was all beat up too. If the Giants win, it is more than likely because we almost all expect the Seahawks to lose to the Forty ers If the Giants beat the Vikings, it will be Giants Eagles in the second round. Peter, Peter, you sound like a game announcer. Right. The suspense. It's like (laughs) boom, boom, Giants, (laughs) Eagles, second round town. Second round. And here's the thing, though. I think I think if the Giants play the Eagles in that second round, I think the Giants get their ass bust. (laughs) They gonna get their ass bust. No, I think the Giants could beat the Eagles. He's like, you know what? Let me say something. Nobody more than me once. Daniel Jones, Brian Daybowl, and good old Saquon to be on Fulton Street in the city, King of the Champions. <laughs> Nobody wants it more than me. Trust me, I will be the. I will take off from work. Okay, I will be the first one there. Blue and red everywhere. So send up the balloons and everything. If it's Giants 49ers in the championship game, uh huh. You taking the Giants? Hell no! <laughs> no! No! I know my limits. 
that woman. Gi- Giants, Chiefs, Super Bowl. Let me tell you something. <laughs> if the if the Chiefs are winning the whole time, <laughs> the Giants might come and beat their ass. But if what the if Giants are winning the whole time, the Chiefs are going to come from behind and win. What if it's a rematch of 1991, Tay? What if the Giants make it all the way to the Super Bowls and it's Giants-Bills in the Super Bowl? Do the Bills get the revenge of the missed field goal? No, let me tell you something. If the, let me tell you something. If the Giants go against the Bills in the Super Bowl and they bring out DeMar Hamlin ass, I'm going to go there. Go to Phoenix. And I'm going to knock everything over. <laughs> but y'all cheating. Y'all cheating. Also, oh, now we know what happened. Take on take on be like that. The Super Bowl in New Orleans when the lights went out and the Oh my god. You remember that shit? At the Beyonce concert? Yeah, the Beyonce concert. <laughs> that was Matt Ryan. That's when Matt Ryan lost his Super Bowl. Oh my God. Matt Ryan was up by like 48 points. Lights went out. They deflated some footballs. They stole some game plans, and then Brady See, won. You, you sneak this in Tom Brady, and let me tell you something. And you gonna end up being the reason why this motherfucker goes to the NFC Championship. So you better choose your leave word. Leave him alone. Let, leave him alone. You know what? Relax, let, Father, let Father Time have his moment. Because Father Time is coming for Tom Brady. He looks crazy. Father Time is coming for him too. Does he, is, he still working, is he still working with that Dominican? Who? I don't even know. Is Brady still working with that Dominican that was getting him the, the anti-Asian drugs? No. Because it all is Benjamin Button. In. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Father Time is coming for him. Father Time is coming for Garoppolo too. Don't think, don't think I forgot about his collapses. Father Time coming for you too, Jimmy G. Garoppolo's like we, we, not even 30. We forgot. the. I'm um, sorry. Got the Super Bowls mi- mixed up, but the lights went out for Matt Ryan in a whole different way. <laughs> that Super Bowl. <laughs> the whole different way. The lights went out in, in the, the, the Ravens-Niners Super Bowl. We know that. Oh, there we go. Uh, yeah. That, and at, the at Ravens the beat the Niners. Yeah. At, at the Beyonce concert. That, at the Beyonce concert. I remember Jimmy that. Jimmy like, G, 31 years old. He still got like 10 more years. He's out of there. Jimmy G, Jimmy G is gonna be out of there. Bye, and, and it's not. It's not because he can't play. He's he's hurt all the time. Father time is here. For, Father time is here for Dak Prescott. Father time mm. is here for Tom Brady. Father time is getting there for Josh Allen ass too. Mm-mm. How many times you gonna be? Sometime. How many times you gonna get to the big dance and don't ask and don't get asked to dance? This okay. One, I don't know his father. Father bus status is coming for uh, Lamar and uh, uh, for for Jamal. What's the one in uh, 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 Arizona? Jamal Chase. Uh, no. Um, no. What's his name? Tyler Murray. Tyler Murray. Yeah, that, that bum. That bum over there. You call him a bum? He a bum. <gasps> Holy. One shit. of his ex teammates came out on radio on a podcast this week and said that giving him that contract was the worst thing that Arizona could have done because he was already not taking things seriously. And then they gave him the contract and now he has no incentive to take things seriously. And the he said the second worst thing they did was given to public pressure to take out that video game contract, that video game clause in his contract. 
They said that Kyler Murray would sometimes be up till three in the morning playing video games the weekend before a game. Sometimes I do that too. But yeah. the Kyler Murray's expected to bring Super Bowls to Arizona and ain't doing nothing. Nobody ain't bringing no damn Super Bowl to Arizona. Let's just be. Let's just call it what Kurt it is. Kurt Warner almost did it. Kurt Warner almost did it. Almost doesn't count, Brandon but everybody Brandon. knows. Almost, almost doesn't, doesn't count. count. Almost doesn't count. <laughs> Ravens, Bengals, Bengals. Yeah, Bengals. Lamar Jackson ain't even playing. Yep. Yeah, but I bet you, like, like, like Uncle Shay said, Lamar I bet, I bet you, if he had his contract, his knee feel a lot better. I know he'd be like, "Ooh, I think I, Ooh, I, 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 I can run here." Oh, <laughs> is this the end of Lamar Jackson in Baltimore? Yes. Nope, they're gonna franchise tag him. They'll franchise tag him. He'll play another year in Baltimore. My skin is really radiant today. I must admit. I think it's the sweat from the gym. And David Carr gonna be a free agent too. Who? No, Derek Carr. Oh. I would confuse him with his brother. But Derek Carr ain't doing the damn thing in the for Las Vegas either. He was doing well until they fired Mr. Racism. Mr. Racism, Mr. Homophobia, all that. Yeah. All that. All that. Cowboys, Bucks. Oh, boy. <laughs> this is a hard one because the Cowboys looked atrocious last week. I'm just not even going to lie. Like, they look bad. And that's not the type of loss you want coming into the playoffs. Yeah, and the Bucks don't got nobody. And the Bucks got nothing. They have one, they have one thing. Cop. <laughs> The Stop man it. that Peter won't, you know what? Peter won't let Father Time take Tom Brady. I'm taking Dallas. I'm taking Dallas. That's who I'm taking. Okay. I'm taking Dallas, and I hope this is the loss that makes uh, Tom Brady say goodbye. Here you go. And the next thing you know, three year contract extension. Tom Brady. He better not. He better not. Why not? He's still playing tip top ish football. He no, doesn't. No. If anybody, let me tell you something. If anybody don't have anybody to, to to throw to, it's him. To be fair, who does he have on that that Buccaneer squad? Nobody. He don't have help. With that being said, he don't. But he still go home. You see, Dre. He Take the ball and go home. Dre. Dre. I, I don't got nothing to do with this. He already he already knew the consequences Dre. of his actions the Listen, first time. He almost so. took his ball and went home the first time, and then he lost his wife because he wanted to come back. No, I think there were some more deep-rooted issues there than, than that. I think at the end of the day, like, right. you know, you can't put just, – just speaking just, you know, from a relationship aspect, you can't be putting ultimatums on people. The moment, let me say something. The moment you put an ultimatum on me, I'm gonna do exactly what you ultimated. Uh-huh. I'm gonna do the reverse of what you don't and want I'm me to stand, do. And I'm gonna stand on that. And I and I could know in my heart I'm wrong, but the fact that you putting that on me, I'm gonna stand, I'm gonna burn that bridge. I could love you hundred percent, but do not make me choose. And granted, I get what she's saying, you know, with the kids and this, that, and the third, but like nah. Don't make me give up my dream for you. Who are you? Like a man come and tell me, oh, it's your job or me, your career or me. I'd be like, you're here. (laughs) 
but your thing I fear. But there's no career that you're that you that you've chosen in your life or that you do that could uh invariably physically, meant and mentally uh stunt you the way that football can do to Tom Brady. Bruh, I work 19 hours a day, sometimes 20. Yeah, but you're not getting hit like Brady can get hit. You're not putting yourself no, in a hole. I, I can mentally hit every goddamn well, day. Mentally, mentally, we know this, but I'm talking about nah. the physicality that Tom Brady has to go through to go through a regular season just to prepare for a regular season of football. Then the physicality that he has to experience on the football field every day. If we he had a good, if he had a good old line, he wouldn't have to go through that physicality. This is now. very true. Okay. Is very, so, and, and so while I agree with you that My in a relationship boy. setting, there should not be ultimatums. Of course, can, of course you'd agree with Giselle. Go ahead. Okay, no, I can understand. Your girlfriend be like your dog or me. What you gonna you gonna be like? Your dog gonna be like woof woof as she's walking out the fucking door, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? That's your girlfriend taking her shit and going right or wrong. My my, my dog ain't going nowhere. Okay. Your <laughs> dog be like woof woof, as she is moseying her ass on. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I'll keep her dog too since she don't want dogs. You see. You see? So imagine anyway. football being that dog for Tom Brady. Maybe he just wasn't done yet. Then why retire when you did? Because he was he retired under duress. Right. He retired. All right, I'll do it. God, yeah, all right, all right. God damn. Then he sat there and he, he thought about it. I have to take like, care of the kids. I gotta go shopping. I gotta carry her purse. I'm going back to the NFL. Exactly. It's like, but come that's on, like, like that's like me going to college. Uh they were like. Oh, what going to uh what's the name Vaughn College? They were like, oh, oh, what do you want to do? I was like, I don't know. I I would be an air traffic controller. All right, all right, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, cool. I cool, went, cool. I, I went to do it. I was like, no, I wouldn't do this shit. No, I do this shit. What the fuck? Do this shit. Now, not everybody's like me, a professional student who goes to school for no motherfucking reason. Just yeah, to go. I might be, I might be going, going back. Just to, show people, just to show people how smart I am. So I, I, just, I debate. I, I debate for no reason. I can fully agree with what you're saying. And still debate. You know what? You're right, but <laughs> no, I'm not even gonna say that. I'll say that like to myself. I'm like, mm, that makes sense, but this also makes sense. So you with that, that being said, you know what? I explains a lot. <laughs> On the show, but you know, it does not explain a lot because some <laughs> of the shit that I be hearing be straight up bullshit, and I call it out. <laughs> it is my responsibility as. You know, David Ruffin and Gladys Knight to let y'all know when shit be bugging. Like, sometimes motherfuckers be wilding. And I gotta be like, uh, nah. Exactly. He was home for a month. was like, I'm ready was like, ooh, nah. nah, this ain't it, bro. I ain't ready for him. I ain't ready. The retiring age in the United States is 67. I could fully see Tom Brady trying to push a limit, get on to like 50. And, like, know, I, I, I could do it. To, it's not about money. It's not about pride. It's because of love for the game. And to be honest with you, it, to, to be fair, like, when you get into a situation with somebody and you know what their passions are and you choose to stay there for so many years, you can get tired of it, but this is what you chose. Listen, nobody said nothing to Kareem or Robert Parrish for playing 200 as years of the NBA. So. They were barely making it down the goddamn court, 
by the time they put them on the track. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It was just like Vince Carter played 20 something years too. Exactly. <laughs> so and, that, and then sometimes Vince Carter showed you that he was Vince Carter. Right. Until he until those appearances became more and more sporadic. Tom Brady, to be honest with you, why retire? The Bucks are in the playoffs for the third straight year. Mm-hmm. Third straight year under his quarterbacking. Mm-hmm. Why retire when you have a chance? But with that being said, he is I, too, this year. I too, Peter, go with the Cowboys <laughs> in hopes that they lose. I hope they lose. I'm going to be watching that game intently with the fire of a thousand suns. I'm picking the Bucks. I'm not going to give Tom Brady and <laughs> like, I'm picking the Bucks. <laughs> picking the Bucks. The damn Cowboys are going Cowboy, and I'm be okay. I'm be perfectly fine with that. <laughs> because you, as, as you know, let's let's not remember, let's not forget what happened last year to the Cowboys. I actually have a video of what happened to the Cowboys last year. From my soul. Uh-oh. I was oh, so happy. Greatest fans in the world. Oh, the greatest fans in the world. Oh, the the world. Mary's our father, the son, the uh, 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 Where's the last guy? Where's the dude that was crying at the age? Y'all deserve better. Show them all. Show them all. Let's take a moment, y'all. Let's take a moment. Let's watch this. There he is. There he is. Oh, this is that the was Cowboy- disturbing. <laughs> the Cowboys are going to Cowboy, and I can bet my paycheck on it. Nah, I'm I'm picking so, I'm picking the Cowboys, man. That's, it's probably more money to pick the Cowboys anyway. So <laughs> no, I think they're actually favored. Um, they're not. <laughs> let me see. I will tell you right now. On certain lines, it depends on the line. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's. Um, Dallas on ESPN. Dallas is favored by seventy percent. Yeah, but I'm thinking if you look at the uh, the actual uh, betting the actual, line, the actual betting line, motherfucker, there's about five hundred betting different betting lines. I hope you bet money on that, and I hope you lose. Dallas favored by two. And a half. <laughs> Dallas is favored by two and a half points. I just um, said that they were favored. Yeah, two and a half. Points. I looked at the New York Times. Oh yeah, over <laughs> under is forty five and a half. Oh yeah, I hope they lose. Oh, they playing in Tampa. They playing in good weather. They're playing in the first round of the playoffs. <laughs> you know, like come on. Like. But you know, this is a scary one because they're fourth and fifth. So it's not like this is a third and a sixth seed, or you know what I'm saying, like a second or a seventh. This is a third and a fourth and a fifth. So it really can go either way. But with and that- the only reason why Tampa's fourth is because they won their damn division. Yeah. Should we get rid of that archaic rule? Because I don't think anybody should have come out the playoffs in that division. Sit home. The commander, the the Lions deserved it more than anybody. I feel like I feel like we got to get rid of that rule. The Lions should win though. They should have sent the Lions. You cannot win your division with a losing record. I'm sorry. I bet the Lions. With that being said, I'm going with the Cowboys. The Lions would have beat the Cowboys for sure. Oh hell yeah! They would have beat them. They would have beat. They would have beat them so hard. They would have spanked them bad. Mm-hmm. Go get your. Don't, someone would have pulled Jerry Jones out of his office. And be like, look at this. 
Look at this. You know, when I think of Jerry Jones, you know what I cannot stop thinking about? There's two things about him I can't stop thinking about. Him being at a KKK rally <laughs> and then him taking the knee with his team and they had to help him up like five years ago when they, when all the teams cared about social justice. Mm-hmm. And I just they, can't, I can't stop thinking about it. When they all cared at one point in time for that. Yeah, season. when they all cared, when they, everybody took a knee. Right, everybody, everybody took a knee but they want to give the man a job. Yeah. And then he was in the middle of the whole thing. He was in the middle. Yo, his, then, PR, his PR person top five. <laughs> Yo, his PR person is so good that people forget about that picture that was just posted some weeks ago. <laughs> good night. So with that being said, I'm going with the Cowboys. I do not feel like the Buccaneers have enough. And to be honest, if the Cowboys don't pull this off, right, they are the biggest embarrassment to the NFL. If you don't beat the Bucs with this team. If you don't beat the Bucs with this team, this, to be honest with you, should be the easiest game out of all the other. Because the Seahawks is just unfortunate seeding. Right. The Vikings, unfortunate seeding as well. And Not really. Dolphins is injury, and the Dolphins yeah. are you know injury yeah. prone. But you know you want to talk about somebody never playing football again? I think it was Pete who said a couple of weeks ago, about a month or two ago, that Tua should really think about retiring. Because last Matt said that. Yeah, Matt said that. I know. I want to drown in Cowboys tears too. And now as the weeks go on, and we see how he's so injury prone, I think that's some a serious thing to really consider. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, um, with that, I'm going with, the Cow- I'm going with the Cowboys. Let's get the let's Cowboys. Get- I want the Cowboys to look at Brady and be like, "This is how you say goodbye." Peter, Peter, <laughs> Peter, Peter. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> you think it's the last time, and Tom Brady won the fucking Super Bowl. Leave Tom Brady alone. Leave him alone. Like, Stop instigating him. Because if this man went to Ace one, it's, it's, it's going to be your. The last two would be your fault. The last two Super Bowls would be Peter. The last two Tom Brady wins in the Super Bowl would be your fault. You, you was quiet last year. You didn't say nothing about him last year, and he lost. Cool. When did, he didn't get out in the first round, though. No, he got out in the second round. In the second round against the. Ben, no, the um, what team did he lose to? The Bills? He lost to the Bills. No, no last year. It no, not the Bills. Not the Bills. Um, what NFC team did he lose to? Say right now. But still, like that. That's just not it. The Bengals, right? No. The no, he's the Bengals. That's the wrong division. Right. That's the wrong conference, right? Yeah. uh, Here we go. Uh, He got knocked out by the Saints, I think it was. No, didn't he beat the Saints? No, the the Rams. It was the Rams. Yeah, the Rams. In the championship game. It was the Rams in the championship game. Yeah, it was the Rams. And he went all the way to the NFC championship game last year? Yeah, because he he beat him. He beat (laughs) He beat the Commanders in round one. He beat the Commanders. Wait, in what round the hell one. was that? If the Commanders made the 
you remember the commanders made that 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 wild oh, run at the end of the right. year we were yeah. like whoa <laughs> and then and then you had that's when the, the defense was, was top tier last year then Did you had the Packers. Mm-hmm. that was the year before then yeah so it was the Packers and the Packers and the Rams last year and the Saints and the Bucks and it ended up being the Bucks and the Rams in the NFC championship game and then the Bucks and then how how much did the Rams beat them by Oh Jesus! Um, a little pretty penny. And then thirty-four, who, twenty-four. Yeah, I'm scared that Brady. Ain't, I, don't, I don't know. Brady ain't gonna go down without a fight, though. According to Peter, he's he's gonna lay down though. But no, Peter needs to stop this shit, man. <laughs> we want other people to to enjoy winning. Like it's bad. It's bad enough. Patrick Mahomes about to win the next five or six, bro. Like. <laughs> Let other people enjoy. You're gonna start hating football. Patrick Mahomes. You're gonna oh, see yeah, people... everybody hates a winner after a while. And then his wife and brother have been quiet this season. Mm-hmm. But watch. If they win. <laughs> oh, but man. um, who's the next game? Oh no, we're done. Already? That's all six. That's all six. It's not no, we... talking about already. We're an hour and twenty six minutes in. We ain't even talking about the other stuff we're supposed to talk about. <laughs> Wait, so all of us picked Dallas? No. No. Dre picked the Bucks. Hell no, I'm not picking Dallas. Dre picked the Bucks. You picked Dallas, yeah. too? Yes, I did. I picked I'll Dallas. Pick, I, I'll pick against the damn. Uh, Why well, I don't remember Giants. going doing the um. Who are the Chiefs playing against? They got the bye. Got the, oh, right. Got the bye. Right, 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 right. Okay, 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 okay. Both got the bye. So the, the the big games for me and Tay are the Giants game and the Jaguars game. I could have sworn we deferred on one more. No, we both got San Francisco. You've got the Jaguars. I've got the Chargers. We both got the Bills. You've got the Vikings. I've got the Giants. We both got the Bengals, and we both got Dallas. Okay. I feel good about that. All right. Depending on this Yo, week. let me tell you something. If I, come, if I come up one game behind your ass next week. That's what I'm scared of. Be ready. That's what I'm scared of. The reckoning, oh. the reckoning is upon us. Because if I go three peat on pick five, nobody gonna be able to tell me shit. <laughs> Where you gonna hear the end of it from Matt? Never. Never. Never ever. <laughs> Never. I need this week. I need this week. I need to go six. And, I need to go six and zero this week. So at least yeah. make it look respectable. But if you go, yeah, if you go six and zero, then both of us are gonna have. If you go six and zero, then that means I go four and two, mm-hmm. and Tay would go. Tay would go four and two. Four and two as well. Four and two as well. Yeah. It won't do much. It won't probably do. It won't do much for me. But keep me what two? Now I'm like what? I would be. You'd be. You'd be. Uh, you have a three game. You're five games behind. Who? So you? If you only make up two games, you'll be three games behind. Behind three you? Games behind. behind you, Tay. Behind me? Yep. Okay. Yeah. I can't make it I can't make up too much too much room. Peter, you had an eight game lead, Matt Ryan. I did. And I'm Man, you Matt lead. Ryan the hell out eight of it. <laughs> That's right. It ain't happy. It ain't happening, Andre. I'm gonna make sure of that. Are you saying are you wearing a shirt that says the Bronx like twelve times? That's right. Oh my god. What type of energy are you like trying to put off today? 
It's like bad luck all around. Right. Big Brooks, about Tom Brady, talk about LeBron. Yo, I just can't get over you with this Tom Brady stuff. Like, you really activate something in, in Killer Tom that really, like, just last year, you did talk shit last year. He did. And we kept stopping him. But it was a little bit. It, it, it wasn't. No, nothing overboard. was like that first tirade the first year. Yeah, like, not after the first year that he came up, boom. Like, I hate Tom Brady. I hate his kids. I hate his life. I hate his face. I hate his family. I hate his dog. Yeah, you do. I do hate his face. I hate his team. And then guess what happened? I hate his face. I Even hate the people that he hires to do his dry cleaning. I hate the people who helped him settle his divorce. Yo, you see I hate this? all of it. You see this? And I hope Giselle took him to the woodshed for everything. Tom Brady is playing with nothing on his mind, and you're going to bother him. Like, leave him alone, bro. Alone. So, get, getting back to the NFL, right? Who would you guys say is the MVP of the season? DeMar Hamlin? No. At this point, right? <laughs> um, Patrick Mahomes, though. I think Patrick Mahomes takes it because of them being silent killers. Um. Yeah, I would I would say if they had a but if they had a most improved, I'd definitely give it to Geno Smith. <laughs> yeah. Geno uh it'd be Geno Smith in uh between Geno Smith um and Daniel Jones would be the most improved be. But I would still give the, the the edge to um Geno Smith though. Oh that Trevor Lawrence cool. Trevor Lawrence would probably get most improved. It'd either be him or Geno. Trevor Lawrence would probably do mm-hmm. that as well. But you know, it will matter more to Geno. Yeah. You oh, know, well, like after well. every after every damn thing, just off the principle alone. Yeah, just off a of principle alone. And I feel like when you when you get into these MVP discussions, you know, a lot of people were saying Jalen Hurts, a lot of people were really riding the Jalen Hurts train for a long time. And I really feel like I think Jefferson's gotta get consideration. If it's not yeah, I agree with that. I like Justin Jefferson for that too. Hey, I mean, honestly, heads and tails, the best wide receiver in football this year by a lot. You take Justin Jefferson off of the Minnesota Vikings, they are in no way, shape, or form a relevant team. Not at all. Um, and I think that's what makes the difference. Don't get me wrong. I think I think if you put another quarterback in place of Patrick Mahomes with the team he has around him and the coaching staff that he has, they could still be a good team. They could still be a playoff team. They aren't winning the Super Bowl like they would with Patrick Mahomes. And, of course, you're not going to get the same dynamic play that you get out of Patrick Mahomes. But I think you could put another quarterback in that position with that team and that coaching staff and still have a winning record, a playoff team, probably even a division-winning team. I don't think you can do that with just any other wide receiver in place of Justin Jefferson. I agree. Tay? I think, uh, like I said, I I second you um, Mm -hmm. when it comes to Josh, not Josh, Patrick Mahomes, but a close second for me would be Joe Burrow. Yeah, I can see that. He's turned them around. We I were mean, looking at them funny at the beginning of the season. I mean, I would. I see him. You see, I'm a little like it's a toss up between Josh Allen and um 
and what's his face and Joe Burrow. I feel like Joe Burrow's impact on the Bengals has been so swift. You get what I'm saying? Like so quick how people were not even giving a a hot damn about Cincinnati up until last year. And they didn't even give them a snowball's chance of hell in the playoffs either. Then they made it all the way to the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. And and lost over a a damn injury at that point. Basically. Yeah. So they were scarily close for winning the Super Bowl last year. Yeah, the Rams wasn't supposed to win that Super Bowl. No, hell no, hell no, hell no. But um, at the end of the day, um, I if 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 not Mahomes, then Burrow for me. But like you said, Pete, Justin Jefferson, you're right. The Vikings wouldn't be in any consideration for anything if not for his play. Right. Hundred percent. He's a beast. And then even Christian McCaffrey, he came to life on the 49ers. Yeah, CMC you know definitely needs consideration, but he won't. He won't get consideration. Of course but not. But I'm just saying, just, should. yeah, just how his involvement. The team. Let's be fair. Like the 49ers were like middle of the line in the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? And he made them look like world beaters. Most certainly did. Yep. But yeah. And here we go with the M- NBA. Do you know that they're already giving Joker, Jokic the fucking NBA prize, basically? Like, everybody's saying he's the MVP for the season and stuff like that already. And I feel like if it's not Luka, it's not nobody else. So the most valuable player award is, is funny in the NBA because like they, they will give it to the most valuable player, but it also now depends on winning percentage. Now, it's not That's not a rule, but that's how the voters think. Now, in all actuality, the Nuggets are the best team in the in the um, in the West, so the the Joker would get it if it's the same thing by the end of the year. But if we're giving to the most valuable player, Luca has to get it. Jokic would become the first uh, three Peter in a mm-hmm. row since Larry Bird. If he and I forgot won, Larry Bird got it that many times. If he won, if he won, I mean, Bird won it 84, 85, and 86. Mm-hmm. Um, now, don't get me wrong. There's a – and then before before Bird did it, Bill Russell did it in 61, 62, and 63. Right. So, Joker would become the only three in a row winner since then. I mean, in the last, what, 20, 25 years of the NBA – We've seen a lot of back-to-back winners. I mean, you go back to the late 90s. Jordan won two in a row. And then you had a different MVP for the next one, two, three, four, five. What the hell are you doing? What's that sound? (laughs) Sorry, I was was fixing something back here. My bad. So after Jordan won won two MVPs back-to-back in – 91 and 92, for the next nine years, we had nine different MVPs every year until Duncan won back-to-back in 0203. Since then, it's been very common for people to win back-to-back. Right. Duncan won 0203, then Garnett took it for a year. Nash won it for two years. Then you had Dirk and Kobe win it, and then LeBron won for two years in a row. Then Derrick Rose got the 11 MVP, and then Braun won again two years in a row. Durant got one, then Steph Curry got two in a row. 
Then you had Russ and, and James Harden. And then the last four, it's been Giannis two in a row and Joker two in a row. Yeah. So, I mean, two in a row is very, very, you know, it's very common nowadays. I wouldn't be surprised. It's the same people every year, which I think is kind of upsetting to mm-hmm. me, in my opinion. Um, You know, Joker, I think, has to be number one right now. But I do agree. Luca is running up there. Luca so far averaging 34.3 points a game, nine rebounds a game, and 8.8 assists per game. Uh, both of them are almost averaging a triple double because Joker's averaging 24, uh, 25 points, 11 rebounds, almost 10 assists, 9.7 assists. So I think mm-hmm. that's what slightly puts Joker over the edge. Um, but I think if it comes down to Luca and Joker, I think. Luca has to take it. Jason Tatum's up there. Joel Embiid's up there. And Giannis is up there. Um, they say you, all, you guys all make make um, pretty good points, but I think that um, for me, I have to go back to what the award really means. And I'm probably going to say uh, even though he won't get a look at it, I was going to say LeBron James. Um, and this is not being a, a quote-unquote bronze sexual or anything like that. If you look at the Lakers, Anthony Davis is always injured. Russell Westbrook has returned to somewhat form, but if you look at the rest of the Lakers team, you're like, who are these people? Who are these people? You got Patrick Beverly that's just there to... to, to to raise the morale of the team. Yes, you need that, but you know, you're paying however much money for him to raise the morale of the team. And then you have the third string players that's playing out their mind right now. But at the end of the day, LeBron has been on a tier averaging about, you know, Miami Braun number is like 38 and eight in the past, you know, the past months. So he has to be considered for sure. He's been consistent this whole season. What about John Moran and Donovan Mitchell? I can't give it to Donovan Mitchell. John Morant, yeah, maybe. I can't give it to Donovan Mitchell because Donovan Mitchell was shaky at the beginning of the season. But if you take if, if Donovan Mitchell leads the Cleveland Cavaliers to the playoffs, mm-hmm. I mean, we can legitimately say that the only reason why the Cavs are as good as they are is because of the addition of Donovan Mitchell. No. Remember, this, this is the same Cavs team only added Donovan Mitchell. These are this is the team that really could have made it into the playoffs and was leading the league last year, what was leading the Eastern Conference last year before their best players got hurt. Good team. Not saying not a good team. Mm-hmm. I think Donovan Mitchell is very simply that missing piece because, like you said, right on the outside looking in last year. Mm-hmm. right, Not as good last year. Donovan Mitchell comes taking them to another level. I think Donovan Mitchell has made a huge difference in, in Cleveland. And then you have the 71-point game. Um, obviously. So I think, you know, you could, you could put Donovan Mitchell in that, in that consideration, but I also think John Morant is because I don't think the Grizzlies, the Grizzlies are a team without John Morant right now. Right. All right. Mm. You know, it's, it's tough. And Queen, who did you, did you pick for MVP? She said Luca. She said Luca. Yes. That's a Luca. Yo, yeah. interesting though, uh, Dre. I, I want to get your take on this real quick. Tell you mm-hmm. as well. 
there was a uh, NBA conspiracy theory. Oh God! That said that while uh, LeBron was in Miami, mm-hmm. Cleveland I think had the top pick for like all three of those years. Mm-hmm. So that uh, the the the, the, the conspiracy theory was so that they would be a good team when LeBron came back. I could see that. That's not crazy. Yes. That's not crazy. But you know, to be honest with you, I was surprised that he went back to Cleveland. After the backlash and after all the public, like, shaming from the team and this, that, this, that, and the third, you see, I'm different. Like, it's like, okay, keep that same energy. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm but eat y'all ass every time I can I see, see that. that. I could see that, though. I could see that, you know, it was kind of a redemption arc. There's a tale of like four LeBrons in the league. You had LeBron, the young king. You know, yeah. it, it reads kind of like a Game of Thrones story yeah. Yeah. in a way. You know, it's like mm-hmm. LeBron, the the young goat. You know, then you have the chosen one, the chosen one era. Then you know, always coming up this close and never having enough pieces. And then you know, he goes to Miami. That's his villain era. So That's it's his villain like, arc right there. Yep. Villain arc was right there. You get what I'm saying? And then the redemption angle with the Cleveland Cavaliers. And then uh-huh. now, like, you see the, the, the father time era, you know, right. <laughs> you know, the washed up king era. You know what I'm saying? So his his NBA storied NBA career plays like a dramedy almost. So I fuck with it. Let's do it. Fuck Jordan. Uh-huh. What? <laughs> I knew that had to come out somewhere. Jordan can do that. So, the last topic. Um, imagine, the, imagine the owner of the Bulls talking all that shit about Jordan and him going back. Him like he loved though. He loved Reinsdorf. Jordan yeah. loved Jerry Reinsdorf. The person he hated was uh well the, the pudgy little Hobbit. Who was the pudgy little Hobbit? The GM. Sure. Yeah, but he still he stayed in his his almost his whole career. So he yeah, well, that's the thing. He loved Jerry Reinsdorf. He oh. like he he had he had a lot of love. This is way um, more Jordan talk than I signed up for. So let's go to the next topic. Thank you. <laughs> Final topic of the day. Um, Dana White. I don't like Jordans that much that I have a pair and I use it as my workout sneakers and I have them all dirty and I don't give a shit. Like you see, that's how I feel. Oh, about wow. Jordan. <laughs> and I pay like over two hundred dollars for these, <laughs> and I treat them like that. Okay, oh, two hundred dollars. I'm gonna work out in these though. Those are my workout sneakers because I love oh, red. Yeah. Red is a great color, for sure. Yeah, let's go. Dana White. I realized um, that we did talk about this last week, though. We didn't. We did. We talked about it amongst each other. We never spoke about it on air. We did. Remember, Matt, me, um, we were, we did talk about it. Cause somebody brought it up. We didn't talk about it on air. We talked about it in the in the in the chat. We talked about it in the chat. But right. this week, for so, but more or less this week, while he's in the news, is he's basically feeling like he's untouchable in a way, saying that the UFC, the fighters, and the UFC. Um, as a whole, would be, you know, would be messed up if he was to leave, not him. Um, and ESPN, even though they're partners with the UFC, are not holding him accountable. And I, that's the thing I don't like. Um, 
first I was watching first take and Molly and Stephen A. Smith were talking about it and they skipped over it in a way. They were like, Oh, he's he's a great person and this, that, and third. Here's my issue. If this was anybody else, y'all have been dogging that person, that athlete, whoever it is, out on air. And y'all not dogging him out. What's going on? And my man is going away, like, walking around. Free, scot-free. No consequences for his actions. Um, I, I, I don't... I don't know how to just say it like he's a fucking scumbag. <laughs> and they know what's always been a scumbag. I, I I get it, and I people have good qualities about them because you know, but what he did was scumbagish, and then his response to it was even more scumbagish. Um, I'm just gonna lob this up in the air. He's only a nine percent majority owner of the of the UFC, but he is um, the face of the organization and the, the right. face of MMA. To be honest with you, as well, when you don't have your core talent like the Connors, the Rondas, mm-hmm. you know the Chuck Liddells, really out there anymore, you know he's become the de facto. Hold on, what the fuck? The PS4 is still on. Hold on. <laughs> No, what Tay's saying is 100% true. Right. Uh, they've, they've hitched their wagon to Dana in a way that makes him the visual face of the company. There are people who don't know what the UFC is before Dana White got involved. 100%. So that makes it even more difficult. I still feel like, you know, account- accountability should be held. But what does that accountability look like? Is he going to fire himself? No. You get what I'm saying? And the thing is, you know, those who own the um, the UFC, the majority owners of the UFC, um, they have shown that they're okay with this type of behavior at this point. And it's it's unfortunate. You know, granted, you know, what you I usually try to stay out of married folks' business, but what I saw that in that video was very, very troubling. And it felt very it was jarring and to see people, you know, gloss over it. Like it was just, they let him lead the narrative on that, which, you know, is kind of damaging to his character, to his um, public relations character. Um, And I feel like enough isn't being done, even for him coming out and saying like, I'm mad at myself and all stuff like that. Like you're not, Kyrie Irving got suspended for several games for a retweet. Ray Rice lost his whole career over an altercation with a woman that he married. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? And it's hard. Now, granted, he didn't drag her off of the elevator. But if my husband were to put hands on me in that way, in private or even in public, um, I think that I would expect him to be held accountable by someone. I don't care if I've forgiven him. You're a public figure. And this is what I say, like, with public figures, like, you have a responsibility to conduct yourself in a way that is conducive to your brand. Sometimes they fall short. Nobody is perfect. I will say this. You know, but 
I feel like that wouldn't be the same punishment if a fighter did that to his wife in public. That's what I'm saying. Right. Agreed. Agreed. And, I, and, I think, and I think the reason why it's been glossed over is, and, and, and Dre brought this up earlier when we were talking about Jerry Jones, whoever their PR people are incredible because almost immediately after the video came out and things like that, um, both him and his wife admitted to getting into a physical altercation with each other and apologized for their actions, both blaming it on the high amount of alcohol they have they had consumed. Um, you know, obviously, both of them coming out and claiming responsibility for it, I think is what helped sweep it under the rug. So whoever their PR person was, uh, had a master class in making sure that this was swept under the rug, but it shouldn't be. Privilege it's- has something to do with that too. Let's True. just mm-hmm. let's just be a hundred percent clear. And then also, what are we as a society that I see a man and a woman having an altercation, and my first step is to pull out a cell phone and not try to intervene in between? You get what I'm saying? Like, unfortunately, that happens way too much nowadays. I mean, we've seen this. All of all three of us in New Yorkers and all three of us have heard of situations that happened on the New York City subway system where people would first pull out their phones to record it to go viral on the Internet. We got we have more people posting videos of shit happening on Citizen app than we do people actually trying to be a good person and get involved. This is my thing, too. It's like, okay, People. I lost my chain of thought, but what I was going to say was like. Domestic violence as, as around. I don't know if you guys have been listening to the news and seeing the mm-hmm. news and seeing what's been going on recently. Domestic violence is at a, a high right now too, and spousal murders has been up recently. So when you couple that mixed with seeing that type of video, you get what I'm saying. You have those psychos who now think that if Dana White could hit his wife in public. Nobody better not tell me nothing about me and my wife. It's sad, but it's true. It, it, it's Very super sad. sad. It's, it's just, it doesn't make any. It it doesn't make any sense. We hold the athletes more accountable than the people who own stuff. Because yeah. these people are these people are role models too. If we're gonna do the whole athletes are role models are looked up. Looked up to 100%. the public. Like, 100%. These, people are, these people are role models too. But like people are losing their whole teams for, for saying the N-word 30 years ago, but you're not gonna help be held accountable for, for basically stomping out your wife in public. I'm just sorry. And that's all I'll say on that. Right. right. That that's that all that's all that can be said about it because it seems like no one else is going to be able to say anything about it, but here we keep the same energy, and we're gonna, we're going to speak about it because it's not fair. It, it's not fair. I'm not asking someone to lose their whole livelihood, but for what's been going on between everybody else losing their livelihood for doing less, something has to be done. Has to be done. But. Family, that was a great episode. Um, shout out to the network, shout out to everybody involved. Happy three year anniversary to us. 
It's been a wild ride episode, 129 episodes plus, you know, other more side episodes that we've done. Um, again, a lot of hard work put into this process. Um, couldn't do it without each other. So I appreciate you guys every step of the way. Um, cheers. Three more years. <laughs> so. Go. Gang, gang. Gang, gang. I got to go. Of, for the voice of Generation Pete Rosado, for BK Matt, for the Queen, Queen Tay, it is your boy, Big Baby, signing off. Peace. No 3P. No 3P.